0: Originally produced by our team at Ingenuity Radio in 2002, Searching for the New Liberalism is a nine-part series adapted for this podcast, The Life of a Servant. Welcome to Part 4. The topic of this segment focuses on internet issues, as these were viewed in 2002, and features Candice Callis, Dennis Mills, Michelle Burt, and Carolyn Bennett.
1: So the last person is usually supposed to have more practical time, but I might be going to go back to theory, and sort um, of kind of positive tools to deeper, to Um Rather we'll talk about connectivity, activity, I would like to raise the idea of deeper connectivity. In fact, really this inspired by the and multi-generational links and overlaps between issues, objects, individuals, and groups. This conceptual forceful has applied by theorists, Manuel Castells, notably, and others to describe what is being hailed as the rise of the network society. Mm-hmm. By its a nature, a network society has the potential to redefine a, a simple sociological interaction, identity, and representation. To adequately describe what I mean by either connectivity and network, imagine, if you will, something like the weed system of a prostitute spread of weeds in the garden. The way these groups connect route, extend, branch, and persist, mapping the structure of very much like a rhizome. It has fragmented and condoried unpredictably through of detector, so it leads to get more nodes and branches of access. This is essentially the description of a rhizomide network that contains overlapping structures, and that, unlike the leaf system, invite all kinds of connections, regardless of type or form, as long as it be basic and sometimes 50 protocols for connection. Interconnectivity within a rhizomatic network is not merely the growing of individual boxes by lines in kind of line or staff hierarchical regions. Rather, substitute a finite box taking any small boxes in groups of boxes as multiple lines crossing the, crossing one another, coalescing at various points, dispersing at others. Interconnectivity is not a constant, but rather a fluid notion of cohesion involving movement, and varying moment turns, and moment disability. It also allows elements and connections between elements to shift in terms of allegiances and connections, trading, of temporary equilibrium. This model of social interacting and cultural development permeates and interconnects every aspect of society, reflecting a much more rich and diverse assemblage version of reality. Yet our modern state constant by air separating lines of connectivity and stabilizing or formalizing elements. Our institutions rely on the ability to represent and disseminate legibility and stability. More clearly, our institutions rely on here, what here, Alberto Malice called, a reduction of complexity to maintain order and secure the tenement of a political system. In other words, the convenience of the state is trying to determine the capacity of our productivity, efficiency, and liberty. our society has assessed it's quite to cost in this mode of organization by employing interconnectivity and rhizomatic structures that include formalized lines of communication control that often often tools and generally complexify to the point of fluctuating non-compliance. Network alteration technology has been targeted as the materiality of this network society, a society we as Canadians are fast becoming and buoyant. It could and is being argued that we have only seen of networks spanning the globe. What's different about development in the past century is that we have lasting information technology and media having insinuated themselves using many aspects of our life. The telegraph, radio, television, and now the internet being most recent came with all the heights of a cultural revolution. Particularly in recent memory, regarding the a full body of rhetoric crying out, promising more connection, new community, exciting culture. It's actually not so different than the treaty of the in this respect. That the periods of capacity to teach, combine, envelop, and mimic the other forms of media, as well as its individuation, individuation and inherent bidirectional capability invite a realm of networking possibility. While the revolution may or may not have the priority or linear model of office vehicle, information technology in many forms, including the internet, has been wide and affects how we connect to the bigger world beyond our everyday lived experience. I want to be clear that I am not upholding the hype of information technology as one to paint, merely that it is cracking and here to say much like the coloristry, the reversal Greater, the motorized SMD, technologies that were earlier held it as revolutionary. In our highly developed country, carried out some of the biggest is in usage across broad sectors of society. We have created a playground for culture and technology to collide, interact, and nurture growth. But what do we hope to create with this technology? Studies devoted to technological elite and using the growth of enterprise have some of the biggest internet usage rates across broad broad sections of society. We have created a playground for culture and technology to collide, interact, and nurture growth. But what do we hope to create with this technology? Cities diverted to technological elite, and majorly those intensified, cultural destinations online, wider access to wireless internet, all talkable but not habitable, and resting the some active hold us in social Canadians and Canadians to toward towards this common goal. We, of this juncture, where the dot-com economic back has intersected with what some here to be the erosion of faith in technology, have an opportunity to consider reflexively our relationship with technology, and our growing status as and in a network society. Technology, culture, politics, and economics determine the development and indeed the material of each other. This interconnectivity between elements can be seen this great. Our values are as important as in the determinant of our technological inventions and the of technology. As best theorists use of Michael, Bruno Latour, and others have posited, these are states are our tools, and they are state us. Perhaps we should go the U.S. debate about Napster uh, in a perfectly contented moral issue. Napster, in case you do, hiding under a rock, is a field of network that connects individual computers in a ribomatic pattern to the purpose of sharing media styles. The debate about its abilities and existence can be framed as, one, of the trail of artists, two, the rise of militant consumers, three, the stress on the recording industry, and depending on what side of the ride in, the you're on, a poor or brilliant use of network technology. If you don't download music online, then you probably aren't aware that clones exist everywhere and the legacy of the continues without front page coverage. This kind of system defies UCC's library in many ways. For every year, the car sucks the thinking book culture. There's no gatekeeper or control mechanism like a CRTC. It overlaps an individual ability to shape and mutate the network, defy borders, and adherence ideology. More importantly, networks invite invasion or counter of modernity. There are no thick lines of division for organization. Instead, there are fragments connected by points of bi-directional contrast. Identity is defined in terms of multiple rather than singularity. There is rid of steps in the south. that the possibility for more interconnectedness. In a world where enterprise is saved from cost and state on a certain amount of people, these castle of network society stands to destabilize and ruin the fabric of our Westphalian society. Being hard to fold in a network society is without a common language set of people, and kind of standardization, coding and algorithms, as well as representational capacity, determine and direct content in an online environment. Similarly, a network society incites with deep protocol to control information and connection on an ad hoc basis. Monsters will can never summarize and monsters the react or ask in relation to the surveillance value. For example, NAFSA created what MIT professor Zoe Dumont called anonymous on-the-fly alliances for sharing information outside any known panel. And at the same time, NAFSA created its own terms of engagement that range from sharing the fanaticist control of needs of needs environment. Enabled by internet and technology, inter-institutional are being left the same, blocking cultural, governance, and institutional lines. And here, our post-9-11 world, especially on this continent, has seen the rise in importance of physical borders, growing concrete to the idea of the network society. Importantly, this helps us on each of surveillance, or what I like to call the stark underbelly of the network society. When alleged terrorist Richard the email from a public internet terminal in terror, covered as a union for hours of him being discovered on the plane to I am in a bomb in his shoes. Who's part of him? His shoes? By the ability to track down the contents of his outbox so quickly and precisely. A little closer to home, there are more parallels still. How did Canada send or scare its immigration and other national files with the Americans after 9-11? Did we send a large suite of paper files? Or easily investable electronic files that allow the SCI or whatever agency it is that investigates Canadians to find the and trace identities and illusions of individuals. We live in a post-colonial reality where colonialism as the standard bearer of modernity constructs boundaries for nationhood and identity, concealing the fragmentary nature of our existence. And importantly, how do we live with the consciousness of another pseudo-empire? Whose network in terms of media and policy influence can constrain the boundaries of our imagination. Further, in terms of the network society, our existing institutions are incapable of veritating the onslaught of these trans border influences. Nor can we equally adapt to fragmented, wide latic interconnectivity. Individuals and movements of fluid hell individuals individuals trust identities and strong allegiances that are multiple, often temporary. And regardless of what institutions are created or adapted, individuals will and do develop strategies and the tactics for building with the formal order in our legal life. This process of what theorists in the cell district code called making do becomes another mode of interconnectivity outside the realm of the state. These are processes that are not acknowledged or captured within the treat that loose to the policy regime. To compromise what I am describing, in run harmony we shouldn't be thinking about a brain hearing to the United States. Rather, we think of it as an extension of a network and an example of flows between roads within the network, this may in turn lead to unexpected networking eventualities and possibilities. And maybe in some respects we should look at these types of cultural phenomena as a measure and criteria for adaptability in area for tech based education, health, media and culture. More importantly, can we not find a rate of foster and support mobility without it threatening our identity? which are hardly singular, anyway. Further, with growing, to tell ourselves of the cult is not taking into account the complex realities of our network history, Aboriginal people, friends, and anglo communities can barely settle on the ontology or epistemology of our shared history, let alone testify the unrealistic validity of these artificially-enoughed groups. In another area, our environmental histories are not open to account the synthesis of human or and organic actions and relations nor the article which bond is enforced by policy and government. A final example, the information the and expectations, is purposely streamlined rather than being customised and overlapped, preferring a ethical record rather than anything mix with the reality we you know to exist. Devising a concept threatens across the Saturday basin of infinite bureaucracy, and the challenge of policy makers, is to think not in terms of disheartening provinces or even Canada, but to utilize a rhizomatic structure to think with. A structure that acknowledges the fact that in selling new institutions, protecting or ensuring its survival over elusive and sometimes non-existent cultural boundaries, investing in the development and use of new technology are interventions into a disking network of buzzing interconnectivity. The fluidity of the network redefines some of our status ideals of a one cohesion, and even to utility and privacy, but it is also these ideals that will define our use and policy of network technology. Adaptability and frameworks for adaptability, they take into account mobility and unpredictability, are the skills and goals defined by a network society. And it is the resulting co-production of technology, culture, and color code that is and will continue to define the future relationships with each other and our role in a global network society.
0: Sure. <laughs> I think that uh, our government has a uh, magnificent job in uh, connecting uh, every school in the country uh, through the uh, to the internet. And more equal to that, I find uh, and I have concrete experience in the last six months dealing with this whole area of her using the internet. Uh, as an interactive medium to allow people those good ideas to come into a portal and, uh, to want those ideas and, and, uh, pass them on to the floor of the House of Commons. I've found that the cooperation from industry to be fantastic. And Michael Mohawk Internet Technology. So, uh, I think if we, um, go out there and ask, uh, for help from industry to make, uh, our, our government more palatable more extreme, to it is gone. Talking about mid-tasking and broadcasting, it made me think about the company that I own, which is FitCaster. I started my company as a co of artists and technologists, and a lot of the work we did was in the media space. So we worked with big companies like Universal and Merrimack, who are primarily concerned with locking up their content and controlling their content. Um, our ideas were a little bit more creative. Our ideas were, how do you facilitate content creators and distributing their media independently. And Candice's remarkable chat is actually very interesting to me because those ideas are the ideas that are fueling the kinds of technology like MAPS, and I don't know how much of that at home here, but MAPS are the technology that allows people to control to connect with each other. And so it denied the record labels the ability to control what kind of media people were looking at, who was paying for it, and so on. I think it's interesting from a political perspective to think about the fact that these technologies are enabling more than just media transactions. And uh, I think that's what Cheney is alluding to. If you look down the road, there's a political implication. People are able to organize um using technologies like this. And I think that there's a fantastic hire to do that. And just to layer on to what Andy was saying, uh, I see a thread that's maybe not the headline here, but a thread that was in a few of this morning's past. um One is that fire. Uh, Lloyd Act, where they were saying that there's there a real disillusionment in uh, the political process and the party membership. And I think partly because, uh, as he said, there's a, a distance between what people's interests really are, like we've heard about the environment and what's actually happening in the government. And, uh, Desiree saying that her road students and so on that have been in government are going out and actually organizing, uh, protests. And Andy saying that he's having conversations every day that that's exactly what people are doing. I know one project that actually helped to create with uh, Thomas really, so we did Rick, Rick Lloyd, well, you and uh, I don't know where that stands, but that's an example of the kind of technology that's very interesting that gives people the ability to connect one-on-one through the schools, uh, through their communities, and so on. So I think those are all very interesting ideas, not just the technology thing, it's the human thing. The idea is the connectivity between them. So I want to think, just sort of make you think, NAPCUR, Sounds like something the late will beat. I Maybe mean, we don't have to worry about it anymore. There's other technologies out there right now, like Kaza. Doing what Napster did 10 times over, Napster built a user base of 80 million people in just a few months because it gave people the power to connect. And I think stuff like that is going to have a huge invitation, these political conversations that we're having right now.
1: Um, yeah, I wanted to speak a little bit about this, uh, technology and, and culture sure. uh, thing. That working. Um, Zach? Oh, my name is Paul Gold. Uh when I had a radio show and uh I capitulated radio in uh University yeah. of Minnesota in Winnipeg until recently, what I would do is I would take the party uh press releases the all the parties, so I'd have a throw them into the barbecue these I right home in. So then I would go to um uh, a right now uh it's just a collection of uh red tape, say indiemedia.org dot org. We'll people do it all know about this. And it's a decentralized kind of um, uh system where different where people have the option of uploading sound files or, uh, uh, files or, some, I don't know, written files onto these centralized websites or decentralized websites okay? and try, uh, you know, any merchant look at these and um, have them to their own, uh, community. Well, my case, what I would do is I would uh, download sound files from this case or, or this other one, like it. And I could play that directly on, on the off channel I uh, have the title. It was free, uh, July half radio. And, uh, so it doesn't that. It's just the 80s. I could find out what would happen anywhere in the world, right on ground, then you can the EE as soon as somebody had to from the some rare location. So this is, you know, when you're talking about a distraction between younger people and older people, you need to talk about, um, some of the party people you can talk about you know, another reporter, a fresh release or something like that, but, you know, someone will me. I'm nowhere near them, leave somewhere else, huh? and I think that's true of all the younger people. So, they're a good shoot that's really big down. huh? I guess, you know, I hope so, the investment in the audio party, old town party, and you find out about this world, because that's where probably all the young people, the are people in, like, anything in their 40s, 45s, you know? Yeah, that's right. Oh. <laughs> yes, uh, all the young people are, are uh,
0: you know, you're already ready for the, topic. the, our, the is and then it's quite a eventually and I'm David King, show. I'd like to think I was one of those young people, but I'm afraid I'm over 45. All right, i spent most of the past uh, five years working in and around the Internet and currently after in my social issues, which is that I'm responsible for, I have the leading mobile payment company, the leading internet government payment company, which is focused 60% of the tax through iOS now, and a variety of other businesses, including an intellectual property company that specializes in existing intellectual property. I've been fascinated by the discussion because I think what it reflects is what I call both the light side and the dark side of the internet, and I think for liberal policy in the future, I actually, you have to face both sides of it, and I think there's can see here on the edges. Of- on the right side of the internet, what it really opens up, you've heard people talk about access to information. I right? couldn't be with more that access is at the heart of the internet and enabling people to have access is critical. And what it really does is it removes the asymmetry of information, because what rise capitalism and topics is often asymmetrical of information, not pure competition. Right? Somebody who has information has come with the Recently, one of my... Uh, did a uh, project with uh, of in a year where we put internet terminals into small villages that had running them in right hookup. And, you know, the most difficult thing was prices in those villages for their produce were at 50% within three weeks long because the women who were responsible for telling their husbands what they should take in terms of price now could get asked to information for what price they can in the city, and they knew they'd been getting ripped off. Overnight, one terminal, satellite access, double the incomes of those villages. And now there's a program underway which as it happens, it's going like a topic climbing with the terminal that was a satellite hookup. So that's a big positive. And the second one, and this is where I'm very hopeful, is the underlying drivers of the internet have within them technological laws which are absolutely profound in terms of expanding that access. The two most important being be Moore's Law, which everyone has looked at closely says it's gonna run another ten years, says that the amount of information processing capacity you can buy for a dollar will double every eighteen months. That's why computers keep getting cheaper. It means that in fact you can get access to the entire library of Congress, uh if you wanted to and be able to download the entire toss if you have high speed bandwidth in about an hour and a half now. So uh, what would what is taken probably years before the final August. The second thing is to get into that is telecom costs, and they're falling by fifty percent of the months. That doesn't get half too rate. But in fact in the United States now the best buyers can buy uh long distance in the forest and defense will be under 10 here in a couple of years. The third thing is the connectivity, the flow law, the value of the network uh goes up by the score of all the people that are using it, and once you hit 50%, if you do your math on that, it's the cash or in terms the maturity. And finally, well, I think the few people are hinted at, which is narrow casting, which is enabled all kinds of groups, small groups, small groups, small groups the smallest, the same in your story, to uh, so be able to connect with other attention to narrow casting their launch. But there's a dark side here. The dark side is much tougher for liberals to deal with. The so first is fragmentation. Mail and the internet is resulting in massive fragmentation. What we're losing is the front porch. Newspaper reading is falling, and the higher the internet usage among people under 25, the lower the newspaper reading and the lower the television watching. I don't think the TV is all bad, but in fact the front porch is being lost, and institutions like the CBC and others become more critical. The second dark side is uh, the wonderful PNU of master. It's terrific that NASA allows you to share files. And I just took my uh, daughter, Amy Helen, and I drove her down to Queen, and I plugged in her computers and I needed system. I said, where's the CD thing?" And she spent the last week burning chains off the internet onto her computer. Her hard drive had about 8,000 songs. She has no CDs. The dark side, though, well, is she likes the number of Canadian artists. And I said, what about, uh, what about some of your favorite Canadian singers? And she said, what do you mean? I'm listening to them. I said, yeah, they need to get a penny from you, though. The musical stream revenue went down five percent last year. They're going to be down seven percent Last week, EMR, one of the top five labels, dropped to 400 without least well-styling artists. And the reason was because, fundamentally, their overall possibility has gone down. So the big record labels are going to show down with Michael Goss and a few other people. So, so that's just is huge issues around the economics of artists and the ones that provide heat. The third one, and bear with me, the third side, dark side, is the yeah. anonymity. And this one, I'm just absolutely passionate about it. Our kids are going online, First of all, they have no idea what they're looking at when they're out there. Amy, and bless you last year, you see granddaughter of Holocaust survivors, went out to do a project on the Holocaust and started pulling up hate sites. He said, Well, how can you have these types on the internet? And I said, The internet's just a street, Amy. You have no idea who you're looking at here. And when you type in these keywords, you are thinking finding those words on other people's sites. Not many people realize that of the top ten search engines, eight of them now basically allow payments for pricing so in other years when you're going around using most of the search engines out there you're finding the sites that have been paid for by companies who want you to come to those sites At it's extreme we haven't speak for the search the internet there's a study that's released in the united states that five percent of built under 13 have taken on an anonymous date over the internet finally hacking crystal information it's possible now for just about anybody in the world using the internet with available software you can download to get your driver's license your credit card insurance and the rest of it. It's it online to these types advertising all the time. So there's a dark side to this, and I challenge all of it to think about how policy is going to have to pick the dark side.
1: I thought without hitting how and, uh, and particularly in going back to what Hal said at the beginning, which is the, the what, the how, and citizens almost agree after the theater conference have to go to the doers conference in terms of how we actually get this done. And I think what this panel is about is how we now begin to get engage with citizens in and particularly young citizens who who aren't voting, um and there's those wonderful counter from five to the F make what they do online more interesting than policy curve to be more interesting than protesting and talking. And and I think that and as you say and and, and in your politics it's only has got to be Legitimately, and uh, the cynicism and apathy is what makes me crazy, um, as an elected representative. I am obsessed with the relationship between the, the, my various constituencies for people in St. Paul's, only the part of now the people that I know I deal with online every night when I make my own work, tray, right? um, and upload my speech and just to say the National Post and it's the point again because this is what I said and this is the speech I've made lead my PowerPoint presentation and because it's increasing the mediation that can happen i'm hoping will start to bring back the relevance and responsiveness that we begin so from the decline of deferential to the, the every single other high school about citizen very and the OECD having the levels of information consultation and hand deals regulation and regulation Everybody is worrying about it, and yet in the liberal party we have less websites per member parliament than any other party in the country. Um and we and they are we're just not Mr. Carlton. And and so how do we how do we view what Ed talked about in terms of get through as a um converging of, of our media to understand that designated bribery only happen in the United States as an episode of crime. Uh, there's a, there is this reality that the, the cornerstone, democracy was always having a public space, and to, to space. You know, in which to debate beta speech. The internet is in public space. And they've got to be into it. Um, and they've got to, to, to be able to, to move these chapters forward. I've, the, on my little visibility committee, and the first ever interactive website with the parliamentary committee, um, modeled after the work Stephen has sometimes calling in that picture. And, um, 8,000 with a soft launch, we had 8,000 hits in right in the first month with no one even knowing about the site other than the disability community, hearing about why we were doing the problem. So, I mean, I think the, the what that Charles wants us to get to your social cohesion is extremely important, but I think he, he, we, we we've got to have at least one more conference come on the house and, uh, or we're never going to get there.
0: You have been listening to The Life of a Servant, a Dennis Mills podcast. Visit dennismills.com for more information and archived episodes of this program.